Hello, I'm your host Albert, and in this episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, I've got reviews for Mad Max, Fury Road, and Woman in Gold. I have a Netflix movie streaming recommendation to share, and I talk about the objections that Mad Max Fury Road is apparently a feminist propaganda film. Mad Max Fury Road, directed by George Miller, written by George Miller, Brendan McCarthy, Nick Latouris, starring Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, Nicholas Holt, Hugh Keys Byrne. In a post-apocalyptic world that's almost nothing but desert landscapes where humanity has returned back to a more barbaric way of life, two characters fight to survive for their code of living. One is a strong but silent type man drove mad at the world, and one is a resilient woman of action that wants to escape that world. Some people are calling this movie a visual masterpiece, and I'm inclined to agree with them. This is a high-octane action extravaganza that has beautiful cinematography and contains some spectacularly choreographed stunt sequences. The many chase sequences here are epic, demand your full attention, and would arguably be the primary reasons to see this film. These are long sequences that can be pretty intense, involving many different vehicles, the dangerous environments, different combinations of weapons, and physical action that doesn't hold back. Tom Hardy as Max is fantastic, and Nicholas Holt is great as Nux. But I thought Charlize Theron as Imperator Furosa was who I thought was the true standout character here. I suppose it helps that we get to know Furosa's stories much more than Max in this movie. And Theron gets so much more dialogue than Hardy. All in all, the whole cast here are amazing, although I question the believability of some of the characters' motivations. Motivations that seem to be set up more for the sake of convenience than having it organically grow. Although to be honest, by the end of the movie, it was easy to have that suspension of disbelief that some of these meaningful interactions carried weight after all. Since this is a movie that seems to revolve around the action beats more, the story is admittedly rather simple. There's some depth to the story here and there, but the story is relatively straightforward and uncomplicated. This isn't a critic against it, I'm just saying that it's important not to hold it against the movie. The world building, while generally amazing, also felt a little flawed, unpolished, and only raises questions on how nonsensical this movie can get. I appreciated the setup with the warlords, the separate territories, and the way of living this world, but at times it felt like these are just overly hyper kids playing some elaborate game in the desert. But then, maybe that's the point. It is admittedly a world I wouldn't mind revisiting in another film installment, that's for sure. Mad Max Fury Road is great as an intense visual experience depicting this apocalyptic world that's gone insanely mad. It's definitely worth seeing for the experience. Woman in Gold, directed by Simon Curtis, written by Alexei K. Campbell, starring Helen Mirren, Ryan Reynolds, and Tatiana Maslany. A still relatively young lawyer, Randall Schoenberg, tries to help Maria Altman get back a world-famous painting of her aunt that was stolen by the Nazis during World War II. This, however, is more than just getting back property. It's about obtaining justice for the past and country that she lost because of the Nazi. There's a lot of movies about World War II and the crimes against humanity that the Nazi have committed, but this is one I don't see that often. This opened my eyes on the state of Austria, how there's this air of embarrassment of how they were complicit with the Nazi, and how they would rather just forget about it. This particular true story that the movie is based on proves that Austria should not sweep things under the rug. The events involving Maria Altman and the world-famous painting of her aunt is told in a generally straightforward manner. It's a little clinical, procedural, and unglamorous. But in this case, that's a good thing. Most of the detail and passage of time has also been streamlined as to not make the movie unnecessarily long. The flashbacks debating Maria's life in Austria are also well done and unobtrusive enough that they'd only elevate the material and not distract from it. 
seeing Maria when she was young getting along with her aunt to when she was happily getting married, all the way to how she escaped on Austria under Nazi control, gives us a good insight to what was lost to her. One of the main highlights to watch in this movie is that the whole cast are just amazing. Helen Mirren as Maria Altman is fantastic as expected from her, Tatiana Maslany as the younger Maria is absolutely excellent, and even Ryan Reynolds gets to show a subtle but well-acted job as Randall Schoenberg. Fantastic casting job here. And I'm not talking about just the main stars, but even the secondary characters. The last scene of the movie is quite moving, and it is all thanks to all the actors who brought their characters to life. Woman in Gold is an important movie to watch as it documents a side of World War II that most people should see. This is about remembering history and about keeping a proper legacy for the future. Never forget the past. For my Netflix movie recommendation, I'm recommending The One I Love. Struggling with their marriage, Ethan and Sophie are told to go to a retreat that is supposed to help them face who they are and come out of the trip with a new outlook of their marriage. There's more to that retreat than meets the eye though. This movie has got to be one of the most inventive stories I've seen about a married couple having marital problems in a while. This couple encounters a situation that undoubtedly changes their lives. Watching what happens to them is absolutely fun, exciting, and thought-provoking, with the story delving into an exploration of what a person wants in a relationship. This movie looks deceptively simple at first, but director Charlie McDowell, writer Justin Later, and actors Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss makes things incredibly more interesting than originally expected. These are just some very talented people doing fantastic work here, and deserve a lot of accolades for this. The mystery of the plot and the resolution to the story are just ripe for further discussion, but these elements will also make or break how much you'll enjoy this movie. The One I Love is like a breath of fresh air to the directions a relationship drama should go. I loved, love, love this film. The One I Love. See it on Netflix. When Mad Max Fury Road was released, the men's rights activists decided to boycott the movie because they said that the film is a feminist propaganda. The reasoning behind it is that when watching the movie, it seems like Charlize Theron's character, Imperator Furiosa, is like a female Mad Max. So much so that it seems like she is actually the main character of the movie, overthrowing a movie that has always been predominantly male-centric. The story also has the quote-unquote good women fighting back against their male oppressors. I call BS to this complaint. Just because the badass leading characters in this movie are now co-ed does not make this a feminist propaganda film. If you look at the context of the story, having Furosa be as capable as Max and having the story be more focused on her than Max is actually a story direction that makes sense. There are strong female characters here who don't shy away from looking sexy and can carry their own weight in battle. This isn't even a chick flick type of movie, nor is the story geared towards a particular female audience like The Hunger Games or Twilight War. Think of this like Aliens, where Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, is the badass main character, and she's female. So what's the problem here? Japanese anime has even been doing this formula for a very long time, and no anime fan that's male seems to really complain about it. The people who are part of that male rights activist group should really look at what they are upset about and consider the fact that maybe they are just too insecure to accept strong female characters in their male fantasy movies. It's too bad that there are men who are going out of their way to avoid this movie because this is arguably one of the best action films to come out this year. Something men should enjoy and appreciate. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. And please check out my other podcasts and my written movie reviews at whowhatworswhy.com. You can send us comments at whowhatworswhy at gmail.com or via social media. We are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Check them out at the theyaxis.bandcamp.com. 
Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the Who, What, Where's, Why.com network. I'm on